The message here is very, very simple. It may sound complicated. It may sound like it has a bunch of steps to it. It may sound like there's some obscure insights that you need to somehow find or cause. But none of this is actually happening. None of this is actually true. Even techniques, while they can be helpful to unwind a certain fixation, to undermine certain belief structures or identity structures, even the techniques themselves are reasonably indirect, if I'm honest. But that's okay. It doesn't mean you shouldn't use them. If you feel inclined to use a technique, use a technique. If you feel inclined to use no technique, use no technique. What really is happening here, what's really underneath it all, behind the scenes, is something that's actually so simple that we can't talk about it. It's so simple, it's so close, so obvious actually, that all of our ways we use to try to find, seek, clarify, to some degree obscure it. But don't worry, the obscuration's been going on a long time. And the obscuration when we're voluntarily or involuntarily unconscious, living in the thought world, is far more than the obscuration when we inquire, when we surrender, when we look directly at our internal experience. So while there is obscuration going on there as well, I think it's far less. And that does make a difference. So what is it that actually happens? What is it that realization is about? What is it that dissolving, if even that's what's happening, the illusion of separation, the illusion of separate self, the illusion of personal will, It can't be denied that subjectively that occurs. So what's behind it? Well, what's interesting is what's behind it, what causes it or pushes it or brings it into being, brings it into clarity is the same thing as this incredibly subtle truth that I can't say, I can't speak. It's too simple, too close. So the, the intention and the process and the practices and the surrender and the frustration and the letting go are actually one and the same as that which we let go into, that which remains I use the word remains loosely there, but it is that which remains when the obscurations and the illusions and the delusions and the perceptual filters are dissolved. 
Now what's funny is when I say what remains, let's call it the unconditioned. What is unconditioned by mind, by thought, by perceptual filters, by view, that unconditioned is none other than you right now. It's none other than those thoughts. It's none other than those doubts. None other than that resistance. None other than consciousness that allows thoughts to apparently arise and apparently be perceived by a thinker. All of that is not other than this unconditioned truth. All of the apparent wrong turns that occur during this process, the spiritual deserts, the confusion, the frustration, the giving up, then trying again, using techniques, then giving up on techniques, all of it. It's none other than this unconditioned living truth. And yet those eventualities, those movements of experience have to appear. Or they do appear, so be it. It's none other than the sounds. Take them in right now. Soundscape. The soundscape is none other than the unconditioned, which is none other than consciousness, which is none other than the centerless sensation field, which is none other than the centerless visual field. So if I could say what it is that causes this unbinding process that appears in the relative and what perpetuates it, it's something like willingness, willingness to let it unbind. Willingness to see through fixating beliefs, even if you don't know how, even if when trying to see through those beliefs, you sort of form other beliefs or form a view around those beliefs or form a view of the spiritual practitioner. Even though all of that's happening, the mere willingness to undergo this, the willingness to feel all categories of emotion, the willingness to inquire again and again and again into these sticky thoughts, the willingness to just stop, sit or lay down and feel everything because you're completely porous. You're without boundary and without filter. That willingness. And even in deep stages of realization, there are pretty elegant techniques, ways of getting at these perceptual filters, these illusory boundaries. And even when using those, there'll be a subtle reinforcement of the practitioner and that's okay too. You can't fake it and say, there's no practitioner. 
It either drops or it doesn't. But the willingness to be completely at the mercy of conditions here, knowing it'll drop when it drops. And if it didn't drop, it didn't drop. That's the surrender, that's the willingness. I sometimes talk about it as just orienting to living truth or whatever phraseology works for you. But importantly, it's not a set of principles. It's not an understanding and it's not a view. Certainly not a religion or a spiritual community or set of principles or dogma or doctrine. Those can be helpful, sure. That's not what it is though. It's just a commitment to turn toward, let's just say the mystery, because it's very mysterious, quite mysterious. Everything's mysterious. Isn't sound mysterious when you don't define it, label it, point to it with your mind? When there's just sound, it's deeply mysterious. But there's nothing seeking anymore. It's also deeply intimate. It's just right, complete, without boundary without beginning or end. The willingness to turn toward that which has no beginning or end. The willingness to turn toward that which has no specific orientation or no fixed orientation. That's kind of the barrier. And the barrier arrives at a couple of different levels. The initial barrier is going beyond the fixation of the mind the deeper barrier is going beyond the fixation with form and perception. With that, everything goes. Spiritual path goes, sense of self goes, the sense of other goes. A sense of holding any view, including no self, no other, no center, no boundary. Those views will go as well. Can't imagine it? That's right, you can't imagine it. The mind spins, but the realization is clear because it's obvious that that is just what's what. Couldn't be other. So the overarching message here is the willingness, the acknowledgement that this is here, this truth, this ineffable truth, and the acknowledgement that something in you knows you have the capacity, the potentiality, that willingness, and then the willingness to go through what you're gonna to have to go through, feel what you're gonna to have to feel, <laughs> let go of what you're gonna to have to let go of. That's what this is all about. That's what I see that's consistent. I don't see people going through this in consistent steps necessarily. I could sort of summarize it. There are maps, but people go through this all different ways. I promise you that. And your way is the right way. Your way is the only way. <laughs> so the consistent principle or orientation or aspect, suppose, makes the most sense. The, the most consistent aspect that I see 
is this willingness. And even that seems to come in sort of different forms, but if you're deeply honest with yourself in any moment, you'll know whether you're willing at this moment or not. And you may not be, and that's okay. You may be interested, but like, nah, I don't wanna let go yet. That's good to be that honest with yourself. There will come a time when you are ready to let go. It may surprise you. So be willing even to be hesitant. That's okay too. It's an emotion. That's the key to all of this. It's that willingness, that acknowledgement that there's something here fully beyond what you take yourself to be. And as a result, what you take the world to be.